Welcome to this week's Monday meeting. Today is May 11th, 2020. Monday meetings are a chance for motion designers all over the world to connect and ask questions, share inspiration, or hear presentations while interacting with industry-leading artists on an equal playing field. Today, your host is Mark Sinozia, which is me. Uh, today's topic is just going to be another open discussion. Um, I think these have been beneficial for a lot of people who have been joining and also who have been listening to the recordings on their favorite podcast player. Um, but, you know, everyone's dealing with different situations now. Um, and I don't know, I'd just like to be, um, I'd be interested to hear how everyone's doing. Um, if you have a question, please raise your, raise your hand uh, via the raise your hand function located under participants to be called on. If you're unable to ask your question, please type question in the chat so we can field them properly. And this is essentially raising your hand. Any comments or questions that seem to go off topic, self-promotional, spammy, whatever, uh, will be muted. And as usual, this call will be recorded. So if you have any concerns about something that was said on the call, let us know at the end and we'll make sure to omit it in the final release. Um, before diving into things, Camp MoGraph 2020, just uh, as of right now, we are still on, but we are monitoring the situation very closely uh, with us, with our staff, with the campers, and with the camp itself. So. Um, if any new information comes out regarding Camp MoGraph 2020, we will let you know ASAP. Um, but we still want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Otoy, Maxon, Video Copilot, Grayscale Gorilla, Minimal Massive, School of Motion, and AEScripts.com. Um, again, thank you so much for the support. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. And even if we were to do it without you, tickets for this event would be really expensive. So. Thank you for making it affordable for all of us. And now moving on from the PSA, uh, not joking. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to have an open discussion. I know last week was a good discussion about events and, and um, you know, how people are feeling, you know, somewhat how they're feeling about going and traveling and stuff like that. Um, but just curious to hear how things are going for people all over the world really you know we have people from all over that join us um and yeah i'm just curious to to see how things are going you know now that the dust is starting to settle a little bit the, the you know uh certain states are reopening businesses are reopening have you guys noticed any sort of uptick in business have you seen you know has it just been the same. Um, curious to know for anyone. Um, and in Liam's famous fashion, I'm just going to go through the uh, the video chat list here and see the first person on my list, which is Dave Glanz. <laughs> Do you want to chime in and, and say how things are going for you? Uh, we, you're muted right now, Dave. Uh, I'm still doing work for Newsy. I've got some work for NASA's um, Visualization Lab. I've uh, done some work for Cisco Systems. I think another project's coming up for them. So work's coming in. Um, it's been steady. Really, the thing that's foremost on my mind is what the uh, fall is going to look like in terms of uh, school for our kids. So, um, yes, that's the thing I'm thinking about the most these days, honestly, is, is <laughs> I have no plans to let us go anywhere. Our state is starting to slowly, we're, we're in Maryland on the DC border, but I mean, I think, I think, uh, this whole reopening stuff is, is a little ridiculous. Mm. Uh, uh, so I don't know. I don't know what to think about things. On, yeah. On you know, and you actually bring up something too, that I, I wanted to talk about with the group just after kind of doing a little round table here is just working from home with kids now in like schools and, you know, balancing that whole, you know, it, the work life balance right now is very real. Um, so we'll, we'll round back that to that topic. Cause I know you've got some 
at least one little one, right? So you got two, yeah. So. Well, we're, um, we're a little lucky. We have a part-time, we have some part-time childcare that, that, that we've been, that we've had for the past seven years. Um, oh, nice. So, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's helping in this situation and normal day-to-day -day life. It, it's more challenging because if that person is sick, then you're out of luck. But you know, if you have a daycare, then you send your kid to daycare and that's great. But now there's no daycare. So. <laughs> yes. Um, so I live, I live in Vermont and the governor just came out last week and said that daycares can reopen starting June 1st. Um, which is great, but we're still kind of like, Ooh, that, you know, there's so many, so many laws or laws, so many rules really in place of like X number of kids can be in a room. They can't sh play with shared toys. They can't, it's like, how are you going to really <laughs> control that? We're, we're so, not doing anything until we see a decline. And, yeah. And if, yeah. for us, that's our family. I mean, we're, we're waiting to, I mean, I'm, I'm not letting my parents visit until we see, I mean, it's, it's still going up. <laughs> yeah. And now it's going right. to go up more. So, right. I mean, I want the, I want the economy to recover. I want work to be more consistent and, and reliable, but I, I don't see that happening until things start to go down like other countries. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't, I, I, I was listening to this podcast this morning where, uh, and I, and I can't remember he exactly the article he was looking to, but, uh, it basically, the long story short is that he was saying that it seems like we're on the path to just normalizing this, where we just accept that it's going to be like, this is just going to be the way it is. We're going to reopen and we're just going to accept that. I mean, there's, it's like, there's too much to comprehend. You know, we're just going to accept that uh, there's going to be a thousand, two thousand deaths a day. <laughs> and that's just going to be the way it is until the virus right. burns out, you know? Right. And uh, that's a little scary. I'd rather not be that way. I'd, I'd rather have slower business and have everything go down personally right yeah it's, it's interesting too just also thinking about schooling and just what the fall is going to start looking like and like you were had mentioned i i know just certain campuses like uh universities and colleges have said that yes they're going to reopen some have said no they're going to stay closed until you know at least the first semester and whatnot so interesting just how even when this stuff does settle down which hopefully it will sooner than later but um yeah i who knows who knows especially as things reopen a lot of places have uh actually increased numbers now with more infections and all that so you know go figure as, <laughs> just, as dave cost famously says longer if someone just would have warned them <laughs> oh yeah if only there were some public health officials around <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well thanks for sharing dave um just going down the list here, George, I, I've got you next. I don't know if you want to chime in and... Um... Uh, yeah, from the UK, London calling. Yeah, uh, how's the how's Prime Minister there? Yeah, we had an announcement from the Prime Minister last night. So basically, we've got three phases that we're going to go through. And it's all based on the R number, the, you know, the reproduction rate. So if it's one, you know, one person's being infected per person. So we're currently below one. So on Wednesday got a slight easing of the lockdown where if you're in like construction uh you can go to work as long as you know you have spacing and it's just a slow ramping up to normalcy and then when the r number drops a bit lower later on we like the schools are open and the final stage is back to normal if the number goes back up then we'll go back into lockdown so it's just all based on the r number uh, mm. at the moment uh, in terms of work <laughs> i was uh, it was about three months ago before corona really really took off i i handed in my notice to go freelance during yeah. those three months uh it got really bad and, and lockdown went down so i've been freelance for two weeks now i've been doing my showreel for the last two weeks which is now in a great shape and as of today i'm sort of emailing clients seeing what works out there so i, I can't report on the work situation in the uk but i've got colleagues who are saying they still have plenty of work, but the work has changed somewhat. Instead of yeah. they're an animator, they're maybe doing more videos for that would have been at a conference, but are now sort of direct mail pieces. So there's still work out there because if you can't have a conference, the next best thing is a video. So the work is still mm -hmm. there, but it's changed. Haven't mm -hmm. got a slice of that yet, but I'm only starting today. Yeah, that's, I mean, and that's actually an interesting segue too. Thanks for sharing your tidbit. And I would love to, um, 
hear more from you next week uh, or even throughout the week. For people who don't know, there's a Monday meeting kind of open office hours where the stream just starts and people can hop on and just hang out and have some sort of accountability with people and whatnot, especially uh, if you're new from working from home and um, you know, you're kind of isolated. This is a great way to interact with other people, but I'd love to hear about um, how your, you know, your initial contacts with certain clients and companies go, you know, especially you being so new into the freelance pool, um, just, you know, how it's being received and are you getting callbacks? Are you getting, you know, are you starting conversations? So love to hear a follow up on that next week. Absolutely. Um, but I, I was next on my list. I've got Alejandro. Um, and I was curious to ask you a question, kind of piggybacking off George, um, because I know you do stuff in like the event space or you, you have done stuff in the event space. Are you seeing any more traction in that uh, similar to like what George said in terms of like a pivot to, all right, we're not going to do this event, but we're going to do a webcast for it where we need this, that, and the other for, you know, these, these um, assets. Have you seen any, say uptick in that world? Uh, not in my case. Um, pretty much uh, most of that work was done for essentially three clients. Um, one of them is going ahead with the, an event that's towards the end of the year. They're assuming that everything's going to be at least back to some sense of normalcy. So at least that mm -hmm. project is, seems to be moving forward. But um, everything else was uh, mostly, uh, you know, events that were, uh, you know, conferences and things like that. And I don't know whether they have pivoted that because that was indirect work that was through an agency. Mm. So for all I know, they've done that some of that work internally, which I know they're doing some of that work internally because pretty much I just got a urgent project that uh, is essentially fixing what somebody did internally and it's terrible. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. But uh, that, that actually does the one thing that I'm seeing, and again, it might just be very particular to my case, but I am seeing a lot more projects coming in. Well, not a lot, but whatever projects are coming in seem to be of the urgent variety where everything is a very short time frame. Yeah. And again, I think that's more a function of agencies. It's agencies trying to negotiate things and it's just kind of like very short term with these people. And, you know, I mm -hmm. kind of end up paying the price for that. Yeah, you know, I've, I've seen something similar of, you know, oh, this project's on hold indefinitely. Two weeks later, hey, we need it by next week. It's like, whoa, wait, okay, huh? What's going on? You know, uh, yeah, that's definitely, you know, I think agencies, studios, you know, brands, whatever, have really used this time to start figuring out how they're going to, work and roll stuff out in this kind of pandemic world. Um, and now the floodgates are kind of opening of like, oh shit, now we need content. <laughs> yeah. And we tried to do it, like you said, you try to do it in house and oh man, that's like not good. <laughs> yeah, and officially today I'm working on my first, we are here for you messaging for my client, so. Mm. Good, cool. Well, I'm glad to hear things are, you know, picking up a little bit for you. Cause I know you being in the event space got hit pretty hard right off the bat. So good to hear. Um, anyone else want to share their kind of their current status? Uh, if not, we can pivot the conversation a little bit. Um, I did want to, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, being on the heels of uh, Mother's Day, which happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Kid moms, cat moms, dog moms, moms of moms, like whatever you want to be. Um, but happy day. It's, uh, it's well deserved. Uh, I just wanted to put it out there that, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, dad moms, exactly. Um, how has it been for those who are working at home right now with families and, and yeah, with families, with children, um, how has that been with like the work life balance or like Jeff said in the, in the chat, the work life imbalance, um, 
I know for me, we're balancing, my wife is a teacher, so she, you know, she's got certain days now that she's online doing her classes. Those days I'm with our son, I end up then working at night and sometimes, you know, super late, um, stuff like that. So I'd be curious to know, um, you know, how everyone's dealing with either, you know, children or just other life responsibilities and whatnot. Now that we've really kind of, um, settled into this new reality. Um, and I'll, I'm going to go back to Dave because he's got his hand up. Um, and then after Dave, we'll go to Alejandro again. Go ahead, Dave. I actually have a question for you, um, Mark. It, when it comes to uh, your wife being a teacher, how is she finding the online um, experience of teaching online? Because I just came from a frustrating experience with my own daughter trying mm. to get through a math lesson <laughs> and yeah. uh and it's it, it has us questioning the whole concept of education of online education in the first place i know there are places like i took a school of motion class last year and i was really impressed with how um how efficient and how successful and how, how good it was the experience was really good and i know it takes a lot of work to set this up and i know schools are scrambling and trying to figure things out Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious, I mean, I'm hoping that between now and the fall, there's a way to make online education a little more seamless and less frustrating. Like just trying to log into a zoom call for this math class was just, I spent 30 minutes and this, you know, we're like a, over a month into it. And so well, I'm curious and what education that, is going to look like. You know, technology, you know how to use the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, from my experience and from what, my wife has been telling me and given she's a, a reading specialist for kids um, from really kindergarten through third grade, um, it's been challenging because aside from planning the lessons and doing, you know, being in contact, emailing parents and, you know, because parents are emailing her and um, it's, she's essentially becoming like someone like us. She's editing videos. She's doing stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, because wow. she does two modules. One is live and another one is pre-recorded so the kids can watch it at their own pace. But she records a video for the first graders, for the second graders, for the third graders. And, you know, she does the intro and then she does a whole, you know, 20 minute lesson and is trying to edit that and figure public, that. Is this a public school that she's? In? Yep. Yep. That's impressive. Yeah. So, I mean, eh. We're getting nothing shout out to her. I'm sure she can probably hear me now too, because she's in the <laughs> other room, but you know, yesterday, mother's day, she spent five hours doing planning and videos and stuff, you know? And so in theory, it's like, Oh great. Yeah. We work from home, but it's really become almost more work um, because you're not in your routine. Kids are struggling. The attention span of a kid sitting in front of a zoom call is not, much at all almost nothing know, so. for some kids and i think this also fluctuates um and you'll see differences in grade levels too you know like a high schooler or whatnot like um my brother's girlfriend is also a teacher she's a math teacher and she doesn't do any live lessons it's all pre-recorded because she's like the kids don't even show up to the live things so it's just me wasting time essentially you know so if i want to get them some good content i actually have to record it and they can watch it at their own pace. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I think it's, it's changing. It's getting a little bit easier now that like things have really, you know, the wheels are spinning, but I, I know my wife's also very um, nervous about what the fall brings. And, you know, we kind of jokingly say now that thank goodness this is not, um, happening in like October where like you have the whole school year still ahead, you know? Um, so hopefully some things can be sorted out if indeed this is the new normal for things into the fall. But I know for certain schools, like for you to pass, all you need to do is a quote unquote attend class. And that attend class can either be hopping on a zoom or even emailing your teacher saying, Hey, I'm checking in. They don't even necessarily have to do the work. They don't have to do, you know, it's just, I'm checking in. Okay. I've checked the box. 
okay, now I haven't done anything now for six weeks, you know? Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting, interesting um, thing that might happen come fall and how they're going to have to adapt. And it's not just like a temporary fix, you know? Um, but yeah, so we'll see if anything on our end changes, you know, I'll definitely let you know, Dave. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we were thinking about going with like a, a tutor possibly for a part-time tutor, maybe share mm -hmm. with another family close to us. And we have to figure out what families we can actually start interacting with because you want to yeah. Yeah. know how far to expand your circle at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, we're lucky to live here in Vermont where in our county and in the state in general, I think there was nine new cases all last week. And in our county, there hasn't been a new case in like two weeks. Mm. So the governor's starting to ease some restrictions and, and stuff like that. But obviously it's most people are still doing what they have been doing. So, um, you know, somewhat of a benefit for living in the boonies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alejandro, I'm, I'm going to go to you next. And then after that, I see Liam had his hand raised. Yeah, I think uh, somebody posted uh, on the chat a little bit earlier, just said uh, work-life imbalance. And that's uh, a good description. Um, you know, the regulars on the, on the, uh, the office hours know I had kind of a rough week last week with things. And that was part of it. Um, and... I kind of find it after a lot of thinking this weekend um, and kind of readjusting my schedule, which already had been happening, um, but now it's kind of more of a, this needs to happen. I find it kind of ironic that there may be a positive, at least for me in all of this, in that I, that I have been admittedly been horrible with work-life balance before any of this began, where I was working until midnight or two in the morning or not sleeping at all. And I think this has kind of magnified the problems and the issues that are inherent in that kind of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so there's a bit more of a sort of a defined attention to that, that I need to not do that anymore, that I need to come, whatever my self-defined end of the day is, I need to stick to that. I need to spend time with the family. I need to do things that are, you know, they're, quote unquote, more important, you know, not that they're very, they really are. And, uh, you know, just working yourself to the bone every day is not, not a positive thing. So at least I'm trying to look at that as a positive that, mm -hmm. that you know, it's slightly ironic, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that, that maybe this, this is not just me, but other people as well, that they'll, they'll realize that, you know, you have to have a little bit of, of balance and you have to force that. It's not, it doesn't happen by itself. You have to be on top of that and you have yeah. to force it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally hear you on that. And like, I think, I don't know what you guys feel about this or, or your thoughts on it. Um, but for me, the, the work week, there's no such thing as that anymore. Weekends blend into the week. I, there's been multiple times over the past few weeks. I'm like, hey, uh, so I've got this meeting today because it's, you know, whatever, it's Wednesday. My wife's like, no, it's Monday. Or like, I'm like literally have been off by days. And I'm like, I can't believe it. And actually the other day I said something in the morning and she's like, no, it's not even that day. And then later in the afternoon I said like the opposite I thought we were ahead of the day we were on, like just so messed up so like even yesterday being like a Sunday didn't really necessarily feel like a Sunday I was still like leaking in here a little bit and it, I don't know it's all just blending together so yeah trying to figure out that structured schedule which as we know is already a tough thing to do as a work from home you know um, artist business freelancer whatever it's like now really become even more important now that everything just blends together. And, and I, I've been trying to do the same on my end where like when my wife has to teach her classes and whatnot, at first it was like really hard for me to like, just let go and like not be in the 
office and you know working because i'm like oh it's tuesday like I, I need to be doing this i've got jobs and i've just really gotten to the point where i'm just like hey you know what i'll spend time coloring with my kid i'll spend time i mean he is like a baseball fanatic right now so we just play baseball in the backyard all the time and you know i'm okay with that and like the clients and people if an uh, emergency email comes through, sure, I'll answer it and whatnot, but I really try to just tune out and then really come to understand the fact that like, yeah, if, biz if projects are stacking up, which they are, like I've got a lot of deliverables happening right now, but I just need to work after he goes to bed, you know, from seven till whenever it takes, you know, and yeah, I'm not getting as many sleep hours per se, but I'm not as stressed because I'm staying up later to finish things and kick off renders that can go overnight and, you know, just stuff like that. So it really has been a, a balance in learning to kind of let go, you know? So. Well, I, you know, that right there, it's, it's for some reason when I, you know, I, I know this doesn't apply to everybody because some are, some used to be salary or, you know, work in offices and all that, but one of the reasons I went freelance was because I wanted the freedom to, you know, to, you know, do, have, have more control over my time. And somehow that became freedom to work more, which is not really what I wanted. Yeah, right. It's not the freedom to work all the time. Right. Freedom to work all the time, but rather freedom to, you know, to, to manage your time and do important things where they need to be done. So yeah, the focus has to change a little bit. And, and what you say about working after sleeping is that's the way that I'm looking is that if you have to sacrifice your time because you need to do a little bit extra business or you need to catch up, it shouldn't come at the expense of everybody else in your family. So if you're sacrificing yeah. their time together or, you know, with the family together, yeah, then you're making something extra there. You're, 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 again, you're not just sacrificing your sleep, your time, you're sacrificing their time, their development, your killed development. Um, so that's, that's the part again, it's like, like you say, if I'm busy, it's going to uh, either work up, you know, wake up earlier and do an extra hour here and there. And yes, late nights are going to happen eventually. It's, yeah. you know, it's our industry. It's going to happen, but they shouldn't be the norm. They shouldn't be something that you do every week or every day, every week. So. Yeah. And you know, it, it's interesting too, because like in this kind of new schedule, it, it pulls out our heartstrings because like our son will be like, daddy, do you have to work today? Are you working today? And it's just like, oh yeah, buddy, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I am. You're going to be with mommy or and then vice versa. Um, and it's super hard to just be like, oh, sorry, dude. Like I can't, I can't play with you right now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it, if you're going to sacrifice something, I'd rather sacrifice a little bit of sleep to spend more time with the family. So, and you know, not to necessarily open a can of worms here, but the tough thing is we love what we do for work. So like, I mean, at least I do. So like staying up late and doing stuff, you know, it's, it's not like I'm not slogging over like, oh, this sucks. I mean, sure. There's certain aspects of certain things, but for the most part, yeah, you know, I don't mind staying up late because I'm tinkering and I'm trying to make it better. And I don't know. So um, thanks for chiming in, Alejandro. Um, I'm going to go to Liam and then uh, I'm going to go to Liam, then Lucky, then Joe. Yeah, it's, we've, we've got a lot of hand raises today. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say it's kind of like you have to pick either being super stringent with the boundaries right now, or you have to be super flexible and be okay with that. Like that, that's what I'm finding. And I, like, I've gone the route of really sticking to like boundaries with clients because then like, I know my schedule and I can tell my kids like, all right, I have a call today at this time. And that's the only call I have and I can be free later on, or I can tell my kids, no, I have to work all day today, normal, like eight to four, eight to five, and then, as the says, my audio is getting janky. Of course it is. <laughs> um, let me just switch my mic for a second. All right, there we go. I'll just use my webcam. Um, so, yeah, 
so as I was saying, I have to tell my kids, all right, I'll be done by five. But I think what else is working, like Mark, you were just saying is like, I've seen a lot of people just be super flexible about it and be like, all right, I'm going to work when I can work. Um, the only thing that I've found with that is just communication with clients gets really out of hand, or at least the clients that I've been dealing with lately, where they'll email me at like two in the morning and like expect a response later on or on uh, like Sunday evening, they'll send me a bunch of notes for Monday that could have been dealt with through a Zoom call or just waited till Monday. Um, so I think that that's the one issue I have with like kind of being too flexible is like once you start showing that side to your clients, I'm worried about it after the fact, like once things start going back to normal, are clients going to be now expecting this to be the way where, all right, we know Mark is going to be working at whatever times he's working at. So we can email Mark at two in the morning and he'll probably be up rendering or, you know, all those things. So yeah. I, I've, I've really been trying to stick to a classic schedule. Um, and it's just luckily worked out, but I think it, it partially has to do with like the age of my kids where they're pretty self-sufficient at this point and where kids that are probably four three and under it's like impossible yeah, yeah. and our son's four and yeah he can entertain himself for probably 30 minutes <laughs> and then it's just like right into play and pretend and daddy be a stormtrooper you know it's like all right here we go um you know liam i'm curious to ask you um because i've been thinking this and, and i've love to get your take on it. I was thinking about even putting some sort of, uh, I don't know if it'd be in like my email signature or even an out of office response. That's just like, Hey, due to the, you know, current situation, my office hours are all out of whack. Like Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't like I'm out of office until, you know, whatever. Um, and, and almost having like an automatic responder of like my schedule. Um, I, I think that, the autoresponder thing might not be great, but like you said, with the communication, just almost creating like a generic email that's just like, hey, this is my new schedule, FYI. Yeah, I think like I've turned on my autoresponders starting on Friday afternoons now, just so they know if they email me after like four or five on Friday, I'm not going to respond until mm -hmm. Monday. And I started doing that because I had a client start texting me <laughs> an e email that they had sent on like Friday night or Saturday. I forget exactly when and I was like, I'm not going to respond to this text either. So I think that's a great idea or, or even just adding a signature line that says here are my normal hours. And then if you know, you're going to be off on Tuesday, Monday evening, turn on an autoresponder. Right. Says, I'm out of office Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll be back Wednesday and Friday or or whatever uh, yeah but yeah I mean I'm trying to be understanding that so many people are not used to working remote and it's throwing a wrench in their hours sure. uh, yeah. but yeah <laughs> you gotta set up some sort of boundaries for yourself you know it's understand. funny too because like you would think like even in-house or whatnot uh like in in a studio or depending on what it's like we're all adults here like we're going to get the work done. If that means I'm doing the work at 10 o'clock tonight and not 10 a.m. today, like as long as I know the deadlines, I know all the milestones and whatnot, like it shouldn't matter when I'm actually on the box doing it, right? Like as long as you're getting the work done, like the client shouldn't, you shouldn't be, I don't know, expecting you to like respond to an email within five minutes of sending on, you know, any particular day or time per se. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, I had something else I was going to ask you, Liam, and I just- I'm finding most clients are understanding about this now. I mean, yes. if you're working with a client who isn't, then, uh, you know, probably worth moving on. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh yeah, Liam, have you changed your phone number? <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to have a Google phone number because I like for a long time, I thought it would be a good idea to have them separate. Mm -hmm. uh, 
really all it took was just like one conversation with the client after they were texting me and just saying like, no, like I have an autoresponder up for a reason. I'm out of office. I'm spending time with my family on the weekends. And like, it's especially important because my wife works for Wells Fargo. So she's an essential employee since financials have to stay open. So right. when she's at work, like I, I basically have to be done with work. And like on the weekends, yeah. it's like, no, I'd like, this is family time. Yeah, it's funny. I've seen like just via slacks and stuff like normal times during like weekends and whatnot. Normally you're like kind of dead. And I've seen like more of an uptick of just like conversations happening in off times because people are <laughs> shifting their schedules. Um, well, thanks for sharing, Liam. Uh, Lucky, I'm going to go to you and then Joe, then Matthew, and then Zubair. So go ahead, Lucky. Uh, sure. Hey, uh, it's, it's, it's been different for me the last two weeks than it was in the last, in the beginning of this. Um, I was a lot more, um, like, oh, this will be fine. I've got freelance. I've got so much work to do. It's, it's like never ending the amount of clients that are constantly in need of emergency stuff. Um, but like, it's also been, cause I have worked full time as well as freelance. So like, it's it's been really difficult for some reason. I cannot work from home for a long period of time before I just get really down. And I used to be like, you know what? Maybe it's because I don't have a schedule, so I get a schedule. So I wake wake up at six o'clock every morning, and I I have a thing I do before work, and I have a thing I do after work, and I like I I try to keep that happening, and it it, it helps but I still kind of felt like I'm falling behind. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll just like add more work. So I got like a course and I started doing a, a workshop on top of all that stuff. And then thinking to myself, like the more I add to my plate, the more at least I can have, be focused. But like, I feel like it only gets worse and worse. And I, at this point, like I've had to say to my boss, like, I'm really sorry I'm behind. And I've never, like I pride myself on never being behind and always being like, like, this, this, the file's done three days before I need to give it to someone. But like now I'm actually like, I can't even move this thing in After Effects. It's just like a, a pain. Everything's a pain. I don't know. Like I feel like I've actually followed behind for the first time in like years on my work, which I kind of pride myself on never doing. It's actually been difficult. Anyway, sorry. Like this is not positive. No, but that's, that's a reality for many of us. I think, you know, it's very tough to stay motivated working from home, working, by yourself, especially, you know, if you're the only creative or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy for sure. And I've done the same type of thing, dude. Like I, I would get courses and I'm doing tutorials and I'm just like, work, 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 work. And yeah. it was just not good. <laughs> you know, like I thought yeah. that was the answer to it too. Cause it was just like, Oh, if I'm just in it, I'll, I'll just, I'll be yeah, productive I'll all the time. I'll force myself to be like better, yeah. but <laughs> the harsh reality is no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I am like envious of people from my job that like, this is like their dream. Like, oh, I can be at home now and I can do whatever I want. I'm so much like more relaxed and people are loving life working from home. And I feel like the minority going like, I need an office. I don't like socializing, but I just, I need that noise and I need to know this is the space I work at. This is the space I sleep at. This is the space where like yeah. X is done. And, and you know, people, there's articles online like, of like, oh, maybe do this to your desk or maybe do that to your desk. I've tried all that shit. It just doesn't, <laughs> it will never feel like an office. It still was going to feel like, you know, I have a guitar here and a bed here. And it's like, I, so many people maybe have mansions, but I don't. So it's very hard to just, now this is the workroom. Well, do you have a separate area in your house or in your no. apartment or anything? I've got a desk and uh, it's a bedroom, a living room, and I don't know. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's, again, going back to our whole like work-life balance and all that, just, it's really hard if you literally don't have that physical separation, right? Like you wake up and you look over and you see your desk and, you know, you're just like, oh, I'm in this like groundhog day, you know, of just like Oh yeah. I, I, I have no idea what day it is today. I, I know the day of the week. Because of my boss, my boss, but I don't know what date it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you have you spoken to anyone else 
within like your company are 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 people feeling similar to you uh yeah my partner i talked to about it and she got laid off and she ended up working at um like like uh just to help her job like an essential worker job mm-hmm. and and i'm kind of envious like cuz like even though like she's not getting like paid what she wants to it's she could talk to people and i kind of miss that yeah uh but yeah no she's been really supportive and like she basically like if you're working right now i'm going to try to leave the room and give a space for your meeting so that's that's been amazing so i can actually that's good yeah like have the free space but yeah i don't i don't know the solution i i'm hoping that by the end of this like i can feel like now that i've done this i know like i need to do x y and z right and then i'll feel like I can just work because I've never been able to work from home before, like properly, even when I'm freelancing, it's like I'm actually in the office or like in a coffee shop or somewhere that's not my house Yeah. Uh, when I'm doing freelance. So maybe I'll learn something from this. And that's my hope. Well, yeah, I mean, I, a few of my friends who, you know, are, you know, freelance copywriters and whatnot, they, they like can't work from home. They have to go to a coffee shop. They have to like, they have to get out of the house. And right now that you can't, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's very tough. One thing that, you know, I think you're onto something here with just doing the routine. I, that was a huge help for me. Um, and, you know, there's like the famous saying about going to the gym. The hardest part is like just getting your shoes on to like mm. get out the door. You know, it's so easy to kind of procrastinate. So like even for me, it's like, yeah, I could be in my PJs all day. Sure. Right. But like I still get up. I do the whole routine. I make the tea. I get dressed. I just mm. you got to like it's almost silly to think about, but it really does make a difference. Even if it's just like putting a different pair of shoes on rather than like slippers or like, you know, whatever it may be. It's yeah. just like, okay, I'm going to work, you know? Um, yeah, honey. But, Hi, yeah. honey. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the walls, you know? Um, but, yeah. You know, and lucky, I know you've been active within the Monday meetings and stuff like that. And definitely keep us posted on how you're feeling on things. And if any of us can help you with certain things, always feel free to reach out to any one of us. And uh, I'd love to like almost keep you accountable for this and see how you're doing throughout this process. And as, as time progresses, how you're adapting to make it work. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. Yeah, man, of course. Um, Joe, let's go to you. Can't hear you. Looks like you're unmuted, but sometimes the, the mic doesn't pop up. There you go. I heard something plug in. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad. Um, my approach to the the Groundhog Day thing for me has really kind of just been the least effective approach has been to try to do every day without a strategy. Um, if every day is the same, if you have a task, if, you, if there's no deadline for it, it, it just becomes so easy to say, well, why don't I just do it tomorrow? Tomorrow is the same day today was. What difference does yeah. it make? And it's just so easy to let things slide. So I'm kind of shifting to rather than spinning 20 plates a day and keeping a super tight schedule or a super tight routine, I'm just trying to give every day a really distinct identity, both professionally and personally. Mm. Um, so while Tuesday might be something like new biz day, um, I also find that having something personal, like having that be my day where I try to find inspiration, whether it's new music, reading about something that I have no, know nothing about, um, engaging with new stories, starting new conversations, I try to have that be something that on Tuesday I make a personal priority um, just to keep driving it and to keep me excited about that day, you know, and these aren't specific tasks or routines so much as just guiding themes for the day, you know, mm-hmm. that'll give me something to look forward to. And now something like a Tuesday is not just a day that follows Monday. It's, it's something I can kind of get excited about like a Friday. Um, and I'm trying to do these for every week, every week having a, you know, every day having a different, different style, different vibe, different thing that I'm trying, trying to shoot to do. Um, and it helps me not get lost in what day it is, you know, um, yeah. each, each day has its own personality, breaks the monotony. That's a great, great concept of just like, 
we always talk about scheduling your day, but you're looking at a little bit more broadly, like let's schedule the week or a couple weeks or whatnot, just to keep things fresh because it, yes, it's easy to schedule a day, but then you definitely get into the groundhog's day scenario of just like work, 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 you know? Right. It's easy to do that for the weekend. You know, I, I mean, I've done that before where it's like Sunday is my day. The phone's off, the computer's off. Don't call me. Don't, you know, it's easy to do that. It's easy to say Friday's a social day, Friday's happy hour day, hangout day, connect. But actually taking the time to do that for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. figure out what you can do differently on that day that will make you look forward to that day coming up. Um, that's both, both for, for work stuff and for, you know, I, I, you know, sales day is Tuesday. Wednesday is marketing day. I really try to make sure that I focus on those things for that day, but also really having personal things I can get excited about that are also have that same kind of structure has been super, super valuable for me. Oh, amazing. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's a great exercise for people to do. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take note of that and, and do that myself because yeah, it's very easily just to day after day and you just lose, you lose all sense of time, really. <laughs> but that's yeah. great. I, I love that. Thanks for sharing that, Joe. Sure, man. Um, next I've got, uh, Matthew Ashby. Um, I actually raised my hand like forever ago. So, uh, taking the conversation back to, uh, being a parent and working situation. Um, obviously the, the core linchpin in that is work life balance, right? that's like what everybody's always working on forever. Um, but I found some success when I'm working over at the apartment with the kid um, and he'll come up and be curious what I'm doing because he's two years old and I'm on a screen, right? Um, and I found that, you know, if I just engage with him for a minute, you know, let him see what's on my screen. Obviously, I can't explain uh, After Effects to a two-year-old, but just oh, come on, Matt. <laughs> well, I mean, I could try, but I feel <laughs> like I should save that for a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> After Effects for two years old, two year olds. Um, just like picking them up, putting them in my lap, showing them what I'm working on, uh, really helps. You know, uh, sometimes he'll get attached to want to play with the screen, but uh, equally. Uh, times he'll just be like, okay, cool. And he'll go back to playing with his toys and let me work. Um, but I found that those, those times uh, are really valuable in terms of work-life balance, right? Like I can hang up work to, for a minute, two minutes, five minutes to engage with the kid, um, which, you know, I'm sure we can all agree is much more important. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious if like anybody else has any tips or tricks like that because I know that uh, being a parent during this whole situation is makes everything that is already harder that much harder you know it's <laughs> yeah. insane mode after you've finished hard mode yeah yeah yeah, I mean, one thing that I've just tried to keep in mind um, and again our son's four is just that like you think our worlds have been rocked? Like their worlds have certainly been rocked. Like he misses his friends. He doesn't go to school. His, we're trying our best to keep a routine, you know, with him, whether it's, you know, snacks and eating. And, you know, we've actually, we have like now a mandatory one hour quiet time where he has to go up to his room and just like, he can fall asleep if he wants. He can read books if he wants, you know, but it's just, getting him in a routine so that he, I mean, kids thrive on routine. So like with that being just completely out the window, I think it was harder for us. Once we started to implement that routine, it, it became more manageable and even his attitudes and stuff improved, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, you can throw that all out the window and, and still say you have to be flexible because, you know, they have no idea what's going on and, and we're trying our best to, to figure it out. But yeah, I mean, if anyone has any tips or certain tricks or whatnot, feel free to jump in or even just throw something in the chat. Um, 
I don't know if Zubair, he had his hand up. I don't know if he still wanted to chime in. But uh, if not, he might be on a call. That's cool. Um, I was going to see if, I know we're fastly approaching the hour mark here, but I was going to see, Jeff, would you mind talking a little bit about what you put in the chat? Sure. What did I put in the chat? Well, you... What I what I've found here is just like that you literally have done no work for a month. Oh, you've yeah, taken yeah. a break and yeah. yeah. Well, so so I, uh, I I hang on. I gotta let a dog in. Um, <laughs> there, there you go. Um, I did some. I, I did a really big project last year, and it was really involved and wore me out. And at the end of it, I realized it really wasn't the kind of work that I want to be doing. I really want to be going back to character animation, which was something that I wanted to do for a long time. Um, and so I decided in, I guess probably over sort of the Christmas time, I just decided this year I was going to invest more time and energy early on. Cause I usually, it's usually pretty quiet for me, like February, January, February is usually pretty quiet. So I, I'm just going to go back and really reinvest my time and energy in, in character animation again. Um, and then, you know, late February, everything kind of went to crap and the kids were home and uh, it just got really difficult um, to get anything done. And I think as I got less done, less and less each day, it's just, it got to a point where I just wasn't even bothering to go into the office to even make the effort to try and do stuff. Um, and part of that is, you know, it, it, I just have found it very difficult to sort out any kind of real schedule, um, which is something I think, you know, I've been thinking about that for the last week or so. Like I've really got to figure out a way of putting something a little more concrete down and actually adhering to it. Um, because I think that's part of the problem. It's just like, I wake up every day and I really don't know what's going to happen that day. And part, part of it is because I have no control over lots of it, but, um, you know, with kids, it's, it's, uh, it's hard sometimes, uh, to, yeah. to, to, to have that kind of control. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I haven't really done any work. I haven't even thought about client work or, or anything like that. It's been a bit liberating in a way, but, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it's, I, I'm feeling really antsy now too, because I'm not doing anything creative. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I've been, I guess that's not entirely true. I, I've been building a climbing wall in the basement and I started the build by actually building the whole thing in Maya. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I, <laughs> I was, you know, I was doing stuff, but it's not nothing that's really driving my career forward or get, getting mm -hmm. me the work that I want. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just find that it's just, it's very chaotic. I find it very difficult to, to, uh, to get a grip on any kind of structure. Yeah. 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 And it, I think after today's call, you know, just talking about different people's scheduling techniques and whatnot, and like what Joe said about how he's structuring like entire weeks and stuff like that. I, I think there's a lot of great info in there for many of us to, you know, re-listen to this and, um, you know, really try to figure out a good schedule or, you know, whether it's a schedule or just a routine. And even if that means you slowly working into something like that, not going from like zero to a hundred, but maybe you start scheduling what mornings look like, you know, and you, you start slowly getting stuff together like that, you know? Um, but I, I definitely hear you on terms of like being creative and having to also be creative, like, you know, your, your mind's in that zone. And uh, even if you're not on client work per se, you know, just work, woodworking, building a climbing wall, doing stuff that is creative, like it might not, yeah, it's not making money per se, but it's, you're exercising that creativity. And like, even for me, I've done some house projects and I, yeah, I model it in cinema and, you know, like, do all this stuff just to, um, I don't know, try to use my skills in different ways per se. You know, I never really do that type of work, but. Um, I think too, yeah. I'm, I'm very fortunate in that my wife has a very stable, good paying job and, and it looks 
like it's going to be, they're going to be, her firm looks like it's going to be just fine, at least for the oh, next good. months. So, you know, I, I know I'm in kind of an unusual position where I'm not having to, um, you know, if I'm not working, we're still eating. So, and, and right. I know that that's, you know, I know that's a very lucky place to be. So. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for sharing, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Keep sure. us posted too on how things start forming for you. Like if you start making a schedule or a routine or whatnot, I'd be interested to see like how you have scheduled that and you know, the steps you're taking with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just about an hour. So we'll, we'll wrap stuff up here. Um, we do have a few links. Um, I'll start with the one I put in and I think Liam has put in a couple others. So I'll, Liam, I'll have you kind of chat about those. Um, the one I put in was that, um, there's a really cool plugin right now that released, uh, it's called S2RS. So it's essentially um, substance to Redshift. So if you export uh, bitmaps from Substance Designer or Substance Player, whatever it is, uh, and you dump them all into one folder in Cinema, you can run this plugin and it will essentially um, connect all the different nodes for each material and it takes a lot of the manual legwork out of it. Um, so that link is putting it in the chat right now. And it, I think it's only like five bucks, you know, it's like five bucks or more, you know, whatever you want to donate. Um, or maybe it might even be free. I forget, but, um, a nice handy plug in there. Um, one thing that just popped up in my email here too, and I'll add this link, but today, uh, looks like grayscale gorilla is having a 30% off sale of all of their products today only. Oh, Use the code stay at home. I have not gotten that email yet or I already archived it. <laughs> um, I was going to chime in about the, the, what is it? S to oh, yeah. RS thing. Um, the other nice thing about it is if you follow the same nomenclature as substance or you do a batch rename on any other textures that you have, it'll import polygon textures, it'll import whatever. You, you just have to follow the same naming structure. So I think like instead of diffuse, you have to name it like base color, things like that. Um, right. Real easy to switch doing a batch re rename. Because um, we have something like that in Houdini from D, M, and K, where yeah, it's right. all about the naming structure and yep. does a batch import. So um, don't think that you have to use it just for substance. You can use it for anything as long as you follow that. Um, and also just a little tech side note with that too, one benefit of this plugin is um, if you are using substance materials in cinema and if for some reason you don't cache it or bake it, um, it's recalculating that material every frame if you're just using the SBARS or whatever. The S bar thing. <laughs> yeah, whatever the extension is. So um, definitely um, worth looking into if you're using substance materials and it should help with render times. Yeah, um, that, that's super annoying and great that, that we have this plugin now. Um, let's see, I think, I think all the other links are mine. So I'll- Yeah. Um, last week, Embergen opened up its beta and I played with it a little bit. I know Zubair has been playing with it too. Just throw that in the chat right now. Um, it's pretty cool. If you're not familiar with it, it's quote unquote real time pyro effects and smoke effects. And it, it's pretty straightforward to use. Definitely keep in mind it's in beta. So there are some like hiccups and there's been some like weird little patches that they've had to put out like immediately because you couldn't open saved files and things like that. Um, that said, it's a 14-day free trial, and it probably takes an hour at most, maybe, to learn, uh, especially if you're used to like a nodal Houdini workflow. Um, super excited to see where this pushes other software to go to. Uh, there is a really cool 
Vimeo uh, or two minute papers that just came out on uh, fluid, like real time fluid sims right. as well. So I, I think this is definitely an avenue that we're gonna be seeing more of in the future. I know side effects has looked at it too for Houdini. Um, but yeah, if, if you wanna play with it, 14 day free trial, super fun. And they have an interesting pricing structure too, right? Like you yeah. can buy it and every year it gets cheaper until essentially you're, you own the perpetual license, something like that. Um, I, I'm not sure about how it works with going perpetual, but it, it is tiered. So like year one, it's I think like 250, year two, it goes down to like 168 and year three, it goes down to like 125 or something. They take off a little bit the longer you own it. Um, I don't know if it keeps going down after that or if you own it after that point perpetually. They also have a cool software uh, that all it does is make velocity fields as well. So you can use those in like particle simulations and um, kind of combine the two. So if you need to do particle effects and uh, debris flying off as well, then you can have your Ember Gem, Ember Gen sim, and then you can have this other velocity sim working in tandem. And they do a bundle pack with that as well, but also tiered each year it goes down. So it should be pretty cool to watch this progress. Can um, I just oh yeah? Can I ahead. just rant for a second? Yeah. <laughs> All these things that are going subscription. If that's the way you want to go, great. But don't charge me the full year up front. Like, cool. Like, okay, subscription as service. Like, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, okay. It oh, it's thirty bucks a month but you want me to pay 360 bucks right now? Like, th doesn't that eliminate the idea of subscription? Like, I don't know, I, I've had a few softwares that I've been using, softwares and plugins, that um, I just don't get, I'm like, cool, like, I'm interested in this, but I'm not gonna drop. Cool, you gave me a free month, but that it's still 600 bucks. Like, I don't know. If you're a subscription-based service, please just offer, even if it's a little bit more a month or, you know, there's plenty of companies that do that. Give that option, please. All right, that's end rant. <laughs> I can't tell if Liam's frozen or not. It looks like he is. Um, yeah, he's in shock from my rant, Julie said. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, well, since he's frozen, I'll just keep going here. So we did Embergen. Um, Intagma has a procedural raspberry tutorial, it looks like. Put that in here. Oh, Liam says he just got the blue screen of death. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he'll be back on in a second. Um, I actually have not seen the Intagma thing, but um, check it out. Everything they do was always great. Uh, also, AE Scripts, uh, another shout out to them, but their summer sale uh, things that they do each year is starting to kick off. And for those not familiar, they essentially pick like a handful of plugins that give really nice discounts. And um, they roll out different plugins throughout the summer that get those discounts. So um aescripts.com to check that out i mean i think we all know that's pretty much the best uh place to get scripts for after effects um also free the work had the had some people on from some ladies on from the panimation um on their podcast and i saw dorka was on for a quick second today but um Anyway, uh, she was on it with uh, B. Grand Grandinetti, and uh, I can't see the other people. I'm back. Sorry. Oh, you're back. I was just talking about the Panimation. Sorry, I had a blue screen of death. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was super weird, especially since all I'm doing is zooming. Um, yeah, so are you on the Panimation one? Is that what you said? Yeah, I skipped over the, the TikTok thing because I know you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... For Panimation's B. Grandinetti, Dorka Museb, which I think is Dorka on the call? She, she was. was. She's not on anymore. But um, um, And then yeah. Emily Subvanvich. I hope I'm saying that right. But 
it's basically they tackle a bunch of topics, including just the general field of MoGraph, building a career, um, how Panimation is fighting back to make the industry more inclusive. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. It was in the School of Motion podcast or email this morning. So I, I put it in here mostly for myself, but I thought other people might be interested in it as well. I know, is Penny still on? Penny's part of the yeah. animation. Have, have you listened to this recording at all? Uh, no, I'm not a big podcast listener, to be honest. So Gee, Penny. I you just like live podcasts like this, kind of live. Yeah, this is great. Look at that. <laughs> live, <laughs> live reactions. I could like poke you and yeah. <laughs> Um, did you throw that link in the chat? Because my, yep. my chat is all cleared out now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I popped it in the chat there. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm going to save the TikTok one for last. So okay. next I have um, we, Yeah, I talked about the Entagma thing, but I, I haven't watched it. But obviously, all their stuff's great. So Yeah, so you talked about that. Cool. Sorry, I'm A scripts. Yeah, I think we're... Yeah, we're good. We did a scripts, and I think we're back to TikTok. So okay, did you do the countdown one too? Oh no, no, sorry. Okay, uh, countdown. It's just I wanted to throw in like some random inspiration. Somebody had shared this with me over the weekend, and it's from like eight years ago. But I'm super impressed with it. It's just like the countdown to the first Apollo launch, I believe. Um, but the art direction is really great and very illustrative and just some really cool inspiration, especially coming from eight years ago. It reminds me a lot of about, it reminds me of aesthetics that are happening or coming around again more recently, especially like Jordan Bergeron and his like very kind of gritty and overlaid styles. Um, so I, I just wanted to share that since it's so, but so good looking. And then the last thing, the TikTok thing, uh, I've been in chats with this woman, uh, Steffi Fung, Stephanie Fung, and she has 14.6 thousand followers on TikTok, and she's a motion designer, and I'm going to try and get her to come on one of the calls and just talk about how she's utilized TikTok to get so many followers in what seems like a pretty short amount of time, and is it really worth pursuing as a motion designer or is it more of like a young person's game I'm going to be 34 this year so anyone like 20 to 30 in that range or high school range or um, who is she marketing towards with using TikTok and has it helped but here's a link to her TikTok page and she has links to all of her other stuff her Instagram and things like that but very interesting to me to see so many followers for a motion design account on TikTok. I know like Mark Fanch is on there and Isaac Tarex and a few other people are on TikTok, but I've never seen any motion designer have such a huge following like that. Yeah, it'd be great to get her on. Yeah. And I think that's it. Awesome. For links. So hopefully I'm hosting next week. I'm going to try and get her lined up for next week, but it's kind of tight. So it might be in the next few weeks here. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Um, thanks for sharing those. Well, as always, we, I need to get to the closing. We appreciate everyone showing up and doing this with us and listening to us talk. And, uh, just want to say thanks for everyone joining this week's call. You can find us on all the social media platforms by searching for Monday meeting. Audio for the calls are posted each week on your podcast app of choice. Um, or if you want, you can also listen to it at mondaymeeting.org. Uh, in there, we also have show notes and links and all that as well. So uh, until next week, have a great week. Thanks again for joining us. Stay up, reach out if you need. And uh, thanks again. Have a great week. Bye.